This episode of For the Love with Jen Hatmaker is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. They can be big, difficult, even scary life things, and also small inconveniences that add up day after day. The thing is, when we keep them all bottled up on the inside and just try to grin and bear it, it can start to affect us and the people around us negatively. We may even isolate ourselves, which makes it even worse. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. This was the case for me when I was at the highest stress level in my life, where the stress was even having physical consequences for me. Therapy was a huge part of my healing journey to learn how to manage the stress. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the love today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the love. You guys, how important is sleep temperature? It's everything to me. And this is where Chili Pad by Sleep Me comes in. Its mission is to elevate the quality of human life through cool sleep. The Chili Pad bed cooling system is your new bedtime solution. It lets you customize your sleeping environment to your optimal temperature, ensuring you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Chili Pad works with your existing mattress. It's a water-based mattress topper that continuously controls your bed temperature from 55 to 115 degrees. It's designed for one or two sleepers. So if your partner likes to sleep at a different temperature or you only need it for one side of the bed, it still works. I just put this on top of my existing mattress and voila. So whether you're dealing with night sweats or simply seeking a better night's rest, Chili Pad is here to transform your existing mattress into a sanctuary of cool, relief, and comfort. Visit www.sleep.me slash FTL to get your Chili Pad and save up to $315 with code FTL. This offer is exclusively available for the love listeners, only for a limited time. So order it today with free shipping and try it out for 30 days. You can return it for free if you don't like it with your sleep trial. So visit www.sleep, that's S-L-E-E-P, dot M-E slash F-T-L, because every woman deserves to wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day ahead. Hello, my dear For the Love podcast community. We're popping in at a special time this week to let you in on a very cool project I've gotten to be a part of this year, and I really want you to be a part of it too. So you may have heard of this little organization called the Gates Foundation. It's out there doing monumental work and having a deep and profound impact on this world. Ever since we had Melinda Gates on the show a few years ago, I've really been paying attention to some of the incredible things this organization and their partners are doing all over the world. And they're excited to share stories about some of those world-changing initiatives and, most importantly, the innovators behind them. I was just honored, honestly, when they asked me to serve as the host for a brand new podcast series they're producing called Make Me Care About. You guys, they rounded up the most interesting people to actually make us care about all kinds of stuff we may have never even thought about, like, for example, poop. 
Mm-hmm. Poop. For every show, including the poop show, I sit down and talk to an expert about why the thing we're talking about matters way more than we realize that it does for most of us. Like how our sanitation systems work, why they are in danger of being outdated, which could wreak all kinds of havoc on our public health, and how these experts are working on solutions that can and will radically change the configurations of our indoor plumbing solutions over the next few decades. And that's just one example. Poop is not the only thing we'll be asking you to care about. We're getting the skinny on stuff like syringes. Yes, they matter. Iodized salt. Totally learned so much on that one. Malaria, college, digital money, so much more. I can't even begin to tell you how much I learned by being a part of these conversations. It was fun and fascinating. And I knew I had to share these episodes with our community here, of course. So we are going to be airing several of these over the coming few weeks as a little extra bonus, in addition to our regularly scheduled episodes to pop in your ears at the end of the week. I know you're going to find these conversations as interesting and illuminating as I did, and I hope they inspire you just to be more curious and to care about something new that maybe wasn't on your radar before. And with that, I'm so delighted to bring this first special bonus to you. Please enjoy this episode of Make Me Care About. Hey, everybody, this is Jen Hatmaker. Welcome to Make Me Care About. This episode is super special because I am getting to introduce you to this whole series. I cannot tell you how excited I am to bring you into these conversations, how fun and interesting this work has been. And so I have with me today the effervescent Chloe Luvuezo. Chloe, I am so delighted to talk to you. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, Jen. Okay, we're introducing ourselves to the community. And so you work for the Gates Foundation. Yeah. And we have heard of the Gates. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what specifically you do there? Yeah, I'm a senior producer at the foundation, and I get to develop stories that really spotlight people who inspire our work. As background context, I grew up in Niger, West Africa, and I was always very proximate to many of the issues the foundation focuses on in the communities where I lived. What would you say the Gates Foundation is trying to accomplish by producing this series? You know, the world is facing multiple crises in the wake of the pandemic. Between the war in Ukraine, climate and inflation, it's just really hard to see hope in your daily newsfeed. What the Gates Foundation wants to do is really expose people to some of the innovations and the innovators. And we think that people will learn something new and maybe leave inspired. That is exactly what this podcast is about. How would you describe this series to a friend who knows nothing about the show? My elevator pitch would be something along the lines of, if you want to learn about some cool things that don't show up in your newsfeed, but you want some information that will make you a more thoughtful citizen of the world, 
then you should listen to Make Me Care About, and you will walk away with some interesting dinner conversations. Okay, that's it. You are hired <laughs> to give the elevator pitch in perpetuity. Yes. It is rich, and it is deep, and it is interesting, and... It's thoughtful. It's thoughtful, and it's hopeful. Yeah. I walked away from every single interview feeling hopeful mm. about some pretty big deal. I mean, yeah. we're talking about real systemic issues, and then I'm still walking away going, oh, look at this solution. You've listened to the episodes. Do you have a particular favorite? Ah, it's so hard. It yeah, really is same. so hard because both you and I have been close to the making of these episodes. And I don't know about you, but I'm just really now fascinated with certain things that I never thought of before that had never crossed my mind. <laughs> but like you, you know, I care deeply about women's issues. And so I just found yep. myself getting really riled up as I listened to the episode on digital money. And for those who aren't familiar with the term digital money, it's essentially the ability to spend and save money without the use of cash. And it really disrupted what I've been taking for granted as a woman in the United States, because there are so many circumstances that women find themselves in where a lack of access to digital money puts them in a really fragile, if not threatening situation. I mean, I'm waving my hanky over here. I felt the exact same way. This series is so interesting because we're talking about, in some cases, what's gonna sound to the listener's ears like a weird little quirky topic, you know? So you're an insider here, so you're the perfect person to ask, why do you, or why should anybody mm. care about topics like some that are more obvious, like maternal mortality, and some that are less obvious, like iodized salt, which is one whole episode? You know, the magnitude of the maternal mortality crisis runs deep, and it really lives under the hood of this country and many others. That's right. And so as an episode topic, maternal mortality is less about introducing this obscure issue than That's it right. is about being so convicted that everyone should care about women at their most vulnerable state. But then there's other topics like you mentioned iodized salt, for example, that totally. are less obvious. But I think what makes this show in this series special is that we are taking a short but deep dive into the connection that is being made between the research and much bigger issues of global health, agriculture, and the benefits that these foods have on everything. For example, with iodized salt, our individual cognitive development, which is surprising, yeah. and our economic sustainability. And so all of these things have very real life consequences for communities around the world. I personally wouldn't have made that connection otherwise. In fact, that was actually personally one of my favorite episodes. Really? What do I know about iodized salt? Nothing going into it. Like, yeah. just, I think it's something I buy at the store. I'm not, I feel like I've seen the word, but I'm not sure. And then it was so fascinating. Our <laughs> guest for that episode, his name is Mekatesh. And at one point in our conversation, I'm so sorry to steal his thunder, but he very casually mentions that he is a sixth generation salt producer. And I was like, what? 
What are you saying? Like, who is a sixth generation salt producer? What are you talking about? So now that he is using this as such a solution to global nutrition was just, uh, I, it was very meta for me. The whole conversation was so interesting to learn about such a simple, inexpensive, ubiquitous yeah. solution to a problem. What was your takeaway after listening to each of these conversations with these incredible experts and leaders? Hmm. You know that line, if you think you know, you have no idea? Mm. That comes to mind because I think at the end of every episode, I do feel more enlightened and smarter about the world and just how connected yeah. we are. I can't tell you how many times I have worked those interviews into my like real life conversations because I learned so much. Yeah. I'm curious though, can you tell us why you are hosting this show and just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. I'm an author and I have a podcast. I primarily lead women and this has been my space for most of my adult life. And I have always cared deeply about justice, about the end of extreme poverty. I'm an adoptive mom and my kids are international. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of skin in the game. Mm -hmm. And when I got a very fascinating phone call saying, Jen, we're with the Gates Foundation. Maybe you've heard of Bill and Melinda Gates. I'm like, I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> Melinda has actually been on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And would you take a phone call? And I was like, I sure will. Yes. <laughs> I sure will. It's just work that I admire so much. Yeah. I, I needed about two sentences mm. to be convinced to join this incredible project. I'm wondering, as a host, what would you say is the point of this show for people who are listening and for whom these issues are very new? Hmm. There's the obvious litany of advantages to listening to the show, which is how much you are going to be exposed to, what you will be able to speak intelligently about when it comes to our world. But for me, like at the root of it all, I just operate in this world under the belief that we belong to one another. I cannot find another way to exist in the world without thinking that we are one another's brothers and sisters. And so what happens to you matters to me. Mm -hmm. This is what it means for me to be a good neighbor. Yeah. And it, I, I have this thought, I think about make me care about about what it might look like when we come back and revisit these mm. 20 years from now. With all these solutions activated in all these places, how different the conversation mm. will look even in a couple of decades. And I'm banking on us being in a very different place yeah. in uh, 20 me years. Too. I'm really excited that this podcast has the potential to also enlighten and just expose people to just a range of challenges, issues, and yeah. bright spots that are happening in the world. Absolutely. Chloe, thank you so much for being here and for your time and for the work that you do in the world. It's just incredible. Thank you so much, Jen, for holding space for all of these important conversations and just for your partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It has genuinely been my pleasure. Okay, you guys, interested? 
Want a little more? Definitely follow this show. You're gonna be encouraged for sure and probably challenged. You are not gonna to wanna to miss a single episode in this series. We are so delighted to welcome you to Make Me Care About. All right, listen, I never expected to spend my workday talking about or being fascinated by poop, all right? Come on, like most times we're happy to just flush it away and be done with it. However, this conversation really taught me that there is a coming crisis around human waste everywhere, and yes, even for you. All right, Shannon, you've got one sentence to make me care about who? Great. Well, in the next several decades, everyone in the world will be confronted with the problem of having lack of access to safe and inclusive sanitation. So Shannon, I want to care if that counts, <laughs> but let's be honest. I also have a toilet that flushes everything away. So can you help me understand how this is going to actually affect, well, literally all of us in the world? <laughs> Great. So this is an important problem because really keeping people away from each other's poop is a cornerstone of living a healthy and productive life. Unfortunately, right now, uh, in the face of climate change, our aging infrastructure and dense urbanization really can't keep up with it. Our waste treatment plants are very expensive and we won't be able to afford replacing them. Uh, and lastly, about half the world's population, that's 3.6 billion people, don't have access to safely managed sanitation in their homes. And as a result, they're encountering diarrheal diseases that really should not be a problem. Created in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, this is Make Me Care About. I'm Jen Hatmaker, and with me is Dr. Shannon Yee professor of mechanical engineering at Georgia Tech. And today, Shannon is helping us care about poop. Hi, Shannon. Hello, thank you for having me. Now, let's start here. Why have we never heard of this being such a major global issue, if it is something that could affect us in our lifetime, wherever we live? Ah, well, I think the short answer is we just don't like talking about poop, right? True. <laughs> uh, we always just want to flush and forget about it. It's not a conversation we want to have over the dinner table. So let me ask you this question, because this seems like for the average person that like here in America, for example, it's working. Right. Our toilets are working, the system's working. It's been kind of the same way our whole lifetimes. And so why is it that our existing toilet systems, as they are, are not sustainable? <laughs> I would argue our toilet systems have never been sustainable. Okay. We use a copious amount of water, clean water, to flush waste away to a centralized treatment facility. It, it accounts for about 25% of your household water consumption. Taking clean water, mixing it with waste is a terrible use of that resource. And it's been that way ever since the advent of the flush toilet. We've gotten a little bit better, right? Uh, the first flush toilet that I'm aware of used about uh, 7.5 gallons to flush. We're now down to about 1.9 gallons 
of water. So we've been using the same unsustainable technology for well over 150 years. Right. When you say it that way, that makes perfect sense. That is not a good use (laughs) of our water. Right. So when do you say that most of us here in the U.S. are going to start experiencing the effects of this problem? I would actually say many people are already experiencing the effects of climate change and the strain it puts on our sanitation infrastructure. For example, whenever we have a major hurricane, like Hurricane Ida that swept from Louisiana all the way up to New York City, we saw flooding in our streets. Uh, That flooding in our streets, whenever that water is there, it's coupled with uh, sewage. So we just don't think about that water being actual raw sewage that can cause people to become sick. This is true whenever we have any major thunderstorm um, that is coupled with a release of sewage into our rivers, streams, and streets. You mentioned this earlier briefly, but can you parse out for us what exactly climate change has to do with the issue of modern sanitation? With climate change, we are seeing an increased frequency of what are often considered rare events. Think of this as either floods or droughts, right? Our centralized sanitation systems, our sewage treatment plants are placed at low points because water flows downhill. And during a flooding event, those centralized plants become flooded first. And so we have raw sewage that is released into the environment. We also have the problem in drought scenarios. Uh, when We don't have uh, access to water and we flush so much water down the drain that presents another problem. So, you know, the short answer is our infrastructure is not uh, set up to be able to deal with some of these extreme climate change weather events. All right, let me just speak for the common people. It's gross to have poop in the streets. This is agreed upon. But can you explain a little bit more about why it's more than gross, it's actually life-threatening? So oral fecal transmission is probably one of our leading causes of disease transmission. How we keep people away from their poop is a cornerstone of our society. And if we can't do that in a sustainable and effective way, we'll have a lot more disease and and health problems. So it's all about really keeping people away from poop. What are the primary kind of diseases and health risks that this poses? So you actually don't think a lot about the different diarrheal diseases that you could have. Just think back to the last time you experienced food poisoning. We don't even have to go to the extreme of like cholera or something like that, which we don't even worry about so much because of our modern sanitation systems. But diarrheal diseases are a reality for a large portion of the world's population. So this is not sustainable. But globally, who currently faces the problem of of lack of access to modern sanitation at all? Well, the poorest of the poor suffer the most. Infrastructure for safely managed sanitation is expensive, and the poorest of the poor will have equity issues getting access to that modern sanitation. This is Make Me Care About. I'm Jen Hatmaker, and with me is Dr. Shannon Yee, professor of mechanical engineering at Georgia Tech. And today, 
Shannon is helping us understand not just why sanitation systems are important, but why we should care. So, Shannon, as this is a problem we all either already face or will, what's the solution? So, essentially, we need to move our centralized sanitation system, our sewers, away from a centralized point where we distribute waste to these treatment facilities, and instead, we need to treat that waste at the source. Okay. We need to start treating your poop in your house. So we need to create technologies. These are uh, referred to as reinvented toilets that can do what a sewage treatment plant does, but in something that's the footprint of your washing machine. So if you think about appliances in your home, a dishwasher or a washing machine, appliances clean things, right? Your dishwasher washes dishes, your washing machine washes clothes. What we need is an appliance in the bathroom that treats your waste. Is this technology in process? Most certainly. So this is one of the most exciting things. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, I think, was one of the first to realize the pivotal need that sanitation plays in lifting people out of poverty. And a little over a decade ago, the Reinvent the Toilet Challenge was launched in order to create this sanitation technology. Um, so over the last 10 years, there's been a lot of great work done uh, coming up with new processes, new technologies to do this. And over the last three years, we've really been bringing the teams together in a global collaboration to turn this infrastructure into an appliance. And we're now at the point where we're testing these single toilets in people's homes around the world um, that treat waste right there on site. Wow. Just a major, major change like across the globe. Can you describe these new toilets for us? Yeah. The toilet itself is just another piece of ceramic and it looks like a regular toilet. Now, what happens is on the back side that the user doesn't see, that's where all the magic occurs. So the back end of these toilets looks like a box, just like a washing machine or a dishwasher. It's just an appliance box. Inside this box, there are different modules that process waste in different ways. In one case, we have a module that makes these pathogen-free cakes, and those cakes are kind of like dried leaves. They don't smell anymore. Uh, they're pathogen-free. They're just uh, a little compostable leaves. In a, another case, we actually produce ash, and that just comes out like you would have ash from a campfire or from your fireplace. The back end of the toilet for both of these cases looks exactly the same. It operates in the exact same way. It's just there are different modules that are inside this unit that produce different products. So obviously this is gonna be a massive water savings and saving water is nice and it is important, but what does hand washing look like in these new bathrooms of the future? Yep, hand washing is so incredibly essential to being able to, well, prevent oral fecal transmission. These bathrooms of the future, you really don't need to think about the water that you're using. We still want people to flush toilets. You can still wash your hands. We just want to treat all that water on site. Okay. Not reliant on uh, centralized treatment facilities. So just like you have a cell phone, which is a distributed communication tool, so we no longer have to connect via uh, telephone lines. And just like we have solar cells that you can put on your house and have distributed electricity generation, we really need to move sanitation off-grid 
and treat waste at your home. That's a great example. When you put it like that, it feels possible. I mean, there was a time where we would have thought, how can we speak to each other if not through a line buried under the ground connecting our houses? But here we are. It is possible. So let's get down to brass tacks. Okay. How much will these new toilets cost? So for the overall cost, what we're targeting on the design is about $450 for the entire unit. Now, that's a very aggressive target. Uh, we may not get there. But to put it in perspective, cost parity right now for some of the, the most sustainable uh, sanitation toilets available are about $15,000 per toilet. Mm. Uh, we readily expect that we can get below 5000 possibly even below $1,000 per reinvented toilet. Yep. Uh, we're just not there yet. And a lot really depends on the business model and the business plan to get it out to the rest of the world. The good news is we're deep in the bag here on innovation. In your opinion, how close are we to actually having these toilets in our home? Because this is a pretty big overhaul. It is a huge overhaul. And, you know, right now we already have toilets in our homes. So we have to transform a current market sector. Right now we have built a number of prototypes that work and treat waste in your home, but those prototypes need to get through scaled manufacturing. A competent manufacturer uh, should be able to get a business plan, a market together, and you know, being able to sell toilets in about three years. And it may take an additional year or two to become profitable after that. But it really comes down to taking that next courageous step and going through a design for manufacturing, industrialization, and really bringing the prototype technology to a product. Now, as a poop expert, which is I'm sure where you always dreamed to be, <laughs> do you know where the term crap comes from? Did we invent that? <laughs> That's a really great question. So by some accounts, the term I need to take a crap <laughs> is associated with a, a gentleman by the name of Thomas Crapper, <laughs> who popularized the flush toilet. So by one account, uh, with the logo of Crapper and Company, people would say when they needed to go to use the toilet, I need to go take a crap in honor of Thomas Crapper. <laughs> so uh, more recently, it has been said, given that my last name is Yi, uh, that when you need to take a pee, people may start saying they need to go take a ye. Uh, how lovely. <laughs> how wonderful. <laughs> There's your legacy right. right there. Be so exactly. excited about that. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. I learned more about poop today than I expected to when I woke up this morning. There you go. My pleasure. So fascinating. And I it's just so funny because I think, you know what, Jim, here are probably the top four or five things scientists are working on right now to create a more sustainable earth. And then along comes Shan and teaches me something I didn't even know to worry about. And not only is he teaching me about it, he's already coming up with solutions. And so now I know about poop and sanitation and I have a really interesting talking point for my next party. To learn more about Shannon's work, please check out the show notes. And if you liked this episode, follow this show and share it with a friend. Make Me Care About is produced by Jesse Baker and Eric Newsom of Magnificent Noise. Our production staff includes Sabrina Farhi, Hiwate Gatana, Julia Nett, and Kristen Muller. 
Our executive producer is Eric Newsom, and I'm the host, Jen Hatmaker. <laughs>